Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And it took 108 years, generations, but the Chicago Cubs are world champions. Matt, you are the biggest Cubs fan I know. How are you feeling today? Oh, more exhilarated than I probably even imagined I would be. Um, it, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool just to think, you know, how much changes in one night and, and the things you don't have to hear anymore and things I've heard for years, things my dad and my aunt have heard for even longer than that. So it's good stuff. I mean, Archie's ready to celebrate with you. He was going, he is. He was going nuts he is. last night and he's still feeling it. <laughs> now, I think there's going to be a lot of enduring moments from the series. Yeah. Um, and none more so than a rain delay yeah. in, in a tie ball game in game seven. But the picture that seems to be getting the most publicity, and it's it's starting from the end, but Chris Bryant has a a smile come across his yeah. face as he fields the easy hop ground ball to end the game. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you know, look, it's it's a it's a hard thing with a situation like this. I think the Red Sox found themselves in it too. Like you, you can't ignore it. You can't pretend that it doesn't exist because that's just it's impossible. But I think they had the right mix of guys, different than the Red Sox. The Red Sox had kind of a ragtag bunch of journeymen that were the perfect mix for that group to, to break through. And the Cubs had the right mix of, of young guys, guys who just didn't, didn't feel that anxiety quite as much. Um, obviously, you know, they, they felt it. You heard Rizzo's comments during the game and, the, you know, the mic'd up segment. And I think Bryant's look, you know, told a lot of the story, you know. But uh, it helped, I think, to have a group of guys that, in some ways, didn't know any better, and they just went out and played, and they didn't play with that, you know, that thing hanging over their necks about the Cubs and hundred some years and the Billy Goat and the Black Cat and Steve Bartman and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They just they just went out and played like they have when they were kids, and and they had the you know a nice blend of vets to go along with it, Zobrist and. And Hayward and, you know, Lackey and Lester, guys who have winning experience. But, uh, you know, the youth carried them. Uh, you know, Schwarber and Russell and Baez and, you know, a bunch of guys who who haven't been around long enough to really have a, a ton of scar tissue. Well, let's talk. Let's go through some of those guys. Let's start with Kyle Schwarber and what he did. He, yeah. he blows out every ligament in his knee in the third game of the season, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Early, uh, you know, first week, yeah. And everybody is saying, oh, don't worry. If they make the World Series, he might play. And that, that feels like the sort of thing you say right. when you're goofing around. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. sure. And then all of a sudden, during the NLCS, you hear, oh, no, Schwarber's taking at bats in the Fall League. They're, yeah. they're not kidding. Yeah. They want him to play. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It really is when you think about, you know, and, and he had the hit that started the <laughs> – the go-ahead rally last night, um, and had you know two big hits in game two when they when they were down 1-0 in the series and needed something. So um, that you know the whole thing, I think you know, it was like, well, he can hit us a home run. Well, he didn't hit any home runs, but he certainly came through with with big hits and good at bats. And for a guy who hadn't seen major league pitching in six months, that's really hard to believe. But it tells you how how good a talent he is. Um, you know, and obviously the hard work he put in. But man, he's a, he's just a natural hitter. It seems like. Well, he also, and it was indicative of how the Cubs operated for the whole series, he swiped a base 
on a on yeah. a bum knee. He, he yeah, and yeah. it was uncontested. He no he saw that he, no one was checking on him, and he kept yeah. going, step, 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 gone. Yeah, and he yeah yeah you know, yeah pretty amazing. You wouldn't have had him high on the list, or even middle, or or anywhere near the top of the list of of guys uh, to steal a base. But he took advantage of an opportunity, and yeah, I mean just just good smarts and. It, you know, by the end of the series, you you forgot that he had missed the whole year, you know, which was kind of amazing. I mean, it was the big story the first two games. And by game seven, he's coming up to lead off that inning. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, but it, you almost forgot. Like he just he quickly made himself part of things again and 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 showed no sign of rust, which is amazing. I I want to talk about the base running. Um, and I think the play for me that was most indicative of it was. Chris Bryant on first, yeah, and he goes on the pitch to Rizzo, uh-huh. line drive to right, and Bryant scores from first. He forced, you know, he he forced the Indians in a position where they'd have to make two perfect throws, hit the cutoff, right. and hit the plate. But that's a guy scoring from first on a ball that, had he yeah. not been running, would have been a single. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and you know, and he had the the scored on a shallow sack fly earlier in the game too, um, when it was tied at one. You know, so so a guy who's a, a power hitter that's got, you know, you, you see the athleticism he brings, too. He's not just, you know, a middle-of-the-order bopper who kind of lumbers around the bases. I mean, he's a he's a good athlete, too. And, and yeah, two great base running plays. And then uh, a huge one was Almora tagging up from first. Um, I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Schwarber gets that hit, a pinch run for him, which at the time i'm thinking well, you, you almost have to pinch run for him but i'm also thinking boy if this game goes 12 or 13 you sure would like to have his bat still in the lineup uh, but it worked out great you know almora who i don't know if he had played the entire world series certainly hadn't played any significant time comes in tags up and and that you know sets the chain of events in motion with the intentional walk and zobras hit and, you know it, it uh it was just meant to be it really was i mean it's a magical season um, and Zobras deserving of the MVP, but boy, I could I could make an argument for probably ten guys to get the World Series MVP. It was it was that kind of team. One guy didn't stand out above the rest. I think that says a lot about the team that Theo Epstein built. I saw on Twitter somebody tweeted Theo Epstein's next task is to tackle unlucky number thirteen and and, <laughs> and break that curse. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, you know, the, the amazing thing is it was a total teardown when he got there. The, the farm system was really a mess, really didn't have much of anything, and, and you knew it was going to take time, and it did. I mean, his first year, they lost 100 games. Next year, I think they lost 90-plus. Um, you know, they, they went through a couple managers. Like, it, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't smooth right off the bat, but you just had to give him time. And, and, and I think what's so gratifying for me is a lot of times when a team has a bunch of young prospects, you know that, you know, you just expect like some of them won't work out and you're hoping a few do. And to see the lineup that trotted out there in the World Series and think, man, two, three years ago, this is what you would have projected. You would have projected Rizzo at first and Brian at third and and Russell and Baez up the middle and Schwarber as a bat. And, you know, it, it, it came together. Uh, you know, now there have been a few that haven't. Obviously, there's always, a, you know, one or two, but but the big pieces have worked the way they were supposed to work. And, and so he deserves all the credit for that. Well, one guy who you mentioned there who really 
turn things around, not just in the game, but for a career is Baez. I mean, this guy yeah. was striking out 40% of his at-bats. Yes, And yes, they yes. send him down to Iowa. He's miserable, and he's openly miserable. Yeah. But he did everything they asked. He played. Yes. And, and, yes. and, and unlike Puig, when the Dodgers sent him down, Baez did his job. He, he, he didn't. He wasn't flashy. He just was right. pretty open that he felt like he belonged in Chicago. And you know what? He proved it right in that last right. game. You saw everything that Baez is. He he has <laughs> trouble in the field. He struggles. Sure. And then at, all of a sudden, he it all clicks, and he goes opposite way for a home yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a great World Series. Had a great NLCS. They, they might not win the NLCS without him. And he, he won, I think, co-MVP. So he, you know, deserved that. But. Struggled through the World Series, seemed a little anxious. You know, I think you saw that a little with these guys and, you know, a lot of them in their first time at that level. Uh, Baez and Russell and, you know, guys who, who either, you know, didn't play much last year in the postseason. Russell got hurt. Baez was kind of a platoon guy, um, you know, and, and then getting to the World Series, nobody had been there, you know, except for, except for Zobrist and a couple of the pitchers. Um, so they looked anxious to start, but they kind of settled in over the course of the series. Russell hit the the big grand slam there in game six. Um, and yeah, Baez, you know, look, he, he's, uh, he's a little up and down, but he's a guy that a year or two ago, you know, even this year, you, you kind of in the back of your mind thought, all right, he might be one of those guys who just doesn't work out. You know, he's a touted prospect, but you know, maybe it's just not going to happen. And, and, uh, he's kind of changed the, the tone since then and great postseason, And, you know, looks like they've got their infield, pretty well set for the future if things go according to plan yeah well it also feels like they've got their pitching staff at least the top three set you know yeah Arietta and Lester you've got a couple guys who are right in the hunt for the Cy Young award but sure Kyle and Hendricks is a is a stone cold yeah. killer I mean yeah I mean Hendricks <laughs> might win the Cy Young this year I mean he, he led the NL and ERA I think it'll be either him or Lester um which is amazing I mean I think you know you, you looked at Hendricks as maybe a four or five starter at best coming into the year and had a really good season. You know, yeah, I mean, if Lester keeps churning, um, Arietta's, you know, they're going to have to pay him soon or, or decide whether or not to pay him. He's arbitration eligible this year and then a free agent next year. So that'll be an issue going forward. And they got, a, you know, they got a couple. Uh, Dexter Fowler, what do you do there? You know, but but it's it sure is nice to be dealing with those issues after winning one because, you know, you've – feel like when you get so close if you don't win it then those issues become the type of thing that strangle you you know well if you let Dexter Fowler go are you losing a big key now if Dexter Fowler goes I mean you'll miss him but you got that one and and then you you know you figure it out from there well and, and now you've got everybody has the experience you know right, when exactly. we talk about yeah. oh well you only have Zobrist World Series MVP sure. Um, sure. who has the experience and, and David Ross yeah. And now it's like, well, David Ross retires and Zobrist, you know, is not by himself as the only right. guy with experience. They all have it now. They all have it, yeah. And, they, and they've all, you know, come up big in big spots. Uh, I mean, you know, Chris Bryant maybe had the, the biggest at-bat of the entire series with the solo homer in the fourth inning of Game 5 because they're down one nothing. You could feel the angst. You know, you can, you can feel it's 3-1, they're down, and, and you know, you, you, just, you needed something to turn the tide, and he did it. Um, Russell, like I said, hit the grand slam, you know, he, he struggled for a lot of the series, but came through Contreras had a big hit last night, you know, guy who was kind of not considered a top of the line prospect until the last year or so, and has kind of come into his own. Um, so they, they've got a, 
they got a bevy of guys who got great experience and, and successful experience. That's the, and that's the biggest thing that's going through my mind last night as they lose that lead is, you know, you just figure, is this, is this a loss that's going to affect you for more than just this year? Can you overcome it if you lose this game getting so close? And so now they, they don't have to worry about that, which is really nice. Yeah, now that's for Jason Kipnis and it is, the Cleveland it is. Indians to figure You know, out. I mean, you know, but it, I just, I feel like it would have been, you know, as much as I said, this group didn't have much scar tissue going into this. Boy, they would have had a ton if they don't win, you know, and you get that close. If they had lost 4-1, might have been a different story. But when you, you know, have a lead in game seven and you lose that lead and you just start thinking, man, you know, this is this is uh, that same old thing, and I, I really tried to fight that feeling all year, but it's hard. It's hard, man. And, you know, you 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 get indoctrinated into that culture of expecting doom, and that's the that's the beautiful part to come out of this is now now you have a go to example to say, hey, don't always expect doom. Sometimes it'll work out for you. This time it did. So the question now, I think, becomes. Where uh, on the pantheon of recent World Series do you go? I mean, I, I feel like for a series itself, this has to go up there with the Yankees-Marlins with the Beckett games. Yeah, um, yeah. You Probably, know, what, Rangers-Cardinals uh, um, 2011, I think it was, when the Rangers mm-hmm. were so close to winning there in Game 6. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and then maybe Royals-Giants two years ago, which went seven, was a really good series. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously for me, well, and then Diamondbacks Yankees. I guess you know, I, I don't know how far back you want to go. Um, I mean, Diamondbacks you know. Yankees is a classic because that you know you have Mariano Rivera. I think it's his only blown yes. save in a World Series. Yes, so. and they were going for four straight, and you know you had the the uh, subplot of you know nine eleven and New York, and I mean, there's elements to that. But but this one was kind of sim- not obviously you know the the city, but. The Cubs storyline, um, which kind of overcame everything. I mean, you know, the Indian storyline, I think, was a was a big thing for baseball, mm-hmm. uh, baseball fans. But because the Cavs won, it didn't have that sort of transcendent appeal that 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 might have had if the Cavs hadn't won a title, I think. Um, plus, the Indians kind of kind of came out of nowhere, really. I mean, they you know, the Cubs have had this slow build since they got Theo and they got Madden and. And it's you know it's been like okay can they do it and now well, you this watch, was the crescendo. You watch Bryant win Rookie of the Year, right. things like that. Right. No, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. The one thing I will say also about the Cubs, when it's been so long, and I and I know that you know they the team made a lot of money on T-shirts, the the always yes. next year T-shirts or next yeah. year will be our year yeah. T-shirts, and and that's going to have to change, but. <laughs> It's really true. I mean, you see the clips around the internet. Uh, uh, you know, I saw one on Twitter of an 81-year-old grandfather, you know, sitting in a in a yep. easy chair watching the game and and yep. smiling and clapping his hands like like yep. a little boy yep. because they yep. finally won. That you know, there's the photo oh, yeah. of the I mean, uh, there's the photo of the guy who promised his dad that they would listen to the Cubs yes. win the World Series together, and he's sitting at a gravesite at a uh-huh. cemetery uh-huh. to listen I mean, to the. It means broadcast. a lot. It means a lot for people, and you know, I I. I told you, uh, you know, I, I got choked up. Um, you know, I remember watching games on WGN with my grandma and I, I wish she was still here to see it. Um, but I, I, I do believe, you know, she's probably up there with Harry Carey and Ron Sano and Ernie Banks and a whole bunch of others that 
they're celebrating. They're enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wish they were here to enjoy it with us, but I think they know. I mean, the Onion had a very funny story. I don't know if you saw it of uh, millions of Cubs fans celebrating in he- in heaven with drunken party. <laughs> And, and I yeah. thought that was pretty apt because you just see how much it means, you know. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's one of those things where it's the Cubs are a storied franchise, but it, that has, you know, fans right. all over the country. And, you know, with WGN games, they, right. you know, they're able to build a huge fan base. But it's not like the Yankees who have a huge no. fan base all over the country because when we were growing up, the Yankees won all the time or we're the great. Chicago Bulls even. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, obviously that – the the probably inevitable consequence of this, much like it was with the Red Sox, is now you're going to have the bandwagon get crowded with a lot of people who say, "I've been a Cubs fan for a long time," and uh, you know, have they really? Did they did they suffer? And I, and I'll freely admit, I didn't suffer as much as a lot of people. You know, I baseball's never been my number one go to sport. Um, it was for my grandma. It was for my dad. It is for my dad. You know, and 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 so I. I appreciate it for myself, but I really appreciate it more for them. Um, you know, my aunt is, is 71. She she was four months old when they last made the World Series. Um, and so for her to get to see this, she's not in good health, and I don't know how many more years she's got. So that's pretty cool to talk to her last night and get to see this and enjoy it uh, was made it all worth it. I mean, it's absolutely terrific. And, and when you have a franchise like the Cubs with, you know, the Midwest fan base between the fact that the Brewers uh, didn't come in until 1970. Right. And there wasn't really another, and they weren't in the National League. If you weren't right. a Cardinals fan in the Midwest, you were a Cubs fan. Sure. They, you know, sure. their farm team's been in Iowa forever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is obviously kind of <laughs> the connection a little bit, uh, you know, for my family, you know, grew up with, with the Iowa Cubs and. You know, I've been to Iowa Cubs games when I was a kid going back there. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's just it's just a cool thing. And does it does it change the the way they'll be perceived? Yeah, it does. But, man, I'm I'm more than happy with that change. Like, you know, yes, there's going to be bandwagon crowders and there's going to be more people wearing Cubs gear than you've ever noticed before. But but in some ways, the Cubs already kind of had that. Like, it, you know, the, the Cubs had an appeal to, you know, root for them because they weren't any good. So now the appeal will just be, well, now they're the champs. Now I'll root for them this time, you know? So you already had kind of the casual, I'm a Cubs fan, but I don't really care about the game. I just want to go sit in the bleachers and get drunk. I don't know that that will change that much. I think that you'll start to see more Cubs hats that aren't blue. And that's when you know the bandwagon has (laughs) probably exactly just like the pink Red Sox hats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I heard that leading up to the series and, and you know, during the series, I'm like, you know, I'll deal with that problem. Uh, that's a good problem to have, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it's just great. It's, it's really, really great. And, uh, you know, I'll say this to you. I know you've gotten to experience the, the Packers winning a couple Super Bowls. I do hope sometime you get to experience it for the Brewers because it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I mean, the baseball season is such a slog and, you're a bigger baseball fan than me. Uh, you put in more time with your baseball team than I do. So I, I, I hope someday you get to experience that because it's, it's cooler than I even imagined. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. 
I appreciate that. But for now, we're we're living in the world where it's the Chicago Cubs <laughs> World Series champions. Hard to believe. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, if we'd ever see that day as close as it was last night, I thought, boy, if it doesn't happen, you know, yeah, you can project and you can say, well, this team's young and they should be back. But you know, we thought that in two thousand three. They, you know, that team was built to last and and then it wasn't so you, you never know what the future brings and that's why it's just nice to have this one the whole talk of can they win you know more than one and you know blah 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 that's that's a talk for another day another time um we'll see you know if they can great but they won one so everybody on this playoff roster and coaching staff and front office as far as i'm concerned they've they've secured their legacy oh absolutely i mean and and to your point it there are teams like the oklahoma city thunder where Oh, this is right. This is great. We'll we'll be back all the time. Or the Dan Marino Dolphins. That you know, great. We'll exactly. be back all the time. And exactly. I mean, uh, you know, some teams do get beat, and then they have to come back. You know, the the Jordan Bulls. You know, they got beat a few times, and and then they broke through. Um, but you know, some teams never break through. And you gave some great examples. You know, the 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 Sacramento Kings with Weber and and Bibby. You know, they they were gonna set to take over the league once the Lakers went, well, it didn't happen. Uh, you know, the Blazers with, with Drexler and Terry Porter didn't happen. So, I mean, it's tough, you know, and then the Cubs in 03 are a great example. They had, they had Wood and Pryor and Zambrano and, and they had Aramis Ramirez and they traded for Derek Lee and got him the next year. Eh, it was going to, you know, playoffs were going to be routine. Well, it, it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Well, live it up. My, my final takeaway from the series is it, it's what makes baseball special because it's it's a touchstone moment. Yeah. As the Super Bowl is, except I, I think more so than the Super Bowl, it's about the game. It's not about the spectacle around the game. Yes. And, you know, today all everyone was talking about, I was in Milwaukee, I was in Madison, everyone's talking about the game. Nobody's really a huge Cubs fan. Yeah. Nobody's really a huge Indians fan. But we all watched it. We all shared it. It, it, sure. it was kind of a nice moment, especially in the wake of everything else that's happening in the world and all of sure, them pulling sure. apart. It's nice to have things like this where you come together. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was good for good for baseball and, you know, to see the interest that it attracted, which, look, you know, it's not going to happen every year, um, uh, you know, and, and yes, the, the story is told now. And so there are those who say, well, you know, it would have been better for baseball if they'd lost. I, I don't know. Who knows? Um, I suppose if they had lost and then come back, next year and been in again sure but you know you got to see the story to its conclusion and i think we did so uh pretty pretty exciting and pretty unbelievable well congrats to you thank you sir um and to your family because it, yes, there's, there's yes. something to be said about being a long-suffering fan you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's much smaller scale as a brewer fan or as a sun devils fan to not have titles <laughs> but I, I appreciate the pain of going through it, and I know oh, yeah. the joy of getting one. So, oh yeah, I mean they've they've earned it. They've you know, and and so have a lot of people that I don't even know. Um, they've they've earned their stripes, and and uh, yeah, I mean I told you a few months ago we were talking about things, and and you said you know a, a Cubs title, and I said you know that would that would mean more from a family perspective than a selfish perspective, and and it does. It's just it's cool, and there's a whole lot of people out there I know like me and like my family, so. Happy for all of them, just as I was for Cleveland when the Cavs won. Uh, you know, it's a it's a cool thing to see a long suffering fan base break through and get one. Well, we're gonna leave it there until the next time. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.